You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I am fired up about football today, uh, all sorts of reasons. Uh, one of the things I'm going to do this evening, I uh, hope everybody out there that listens, follows me on Twitter. I'm going to, for lack of a better word, live tweet the Alabama-Texas A&M game from last year. Uh, I'm going to do that tonight. Hopefully the whole 60 minutes, if I have time, I might get squeezed out and only be able to do the first half. But hopefully I'll get home from the law job in time to do the entire game tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. I think Alabama, recollection serves. I think Alabama wins. I would go to betonline.ag and put a little money on it if they'd let me. That'd be smart, smart, smart move. Jimmy, this episode, what we're going to do, um, we're going to do this Wait, first. Did we cover? The line was really big. We might not have covered. I mean, I know we, we won by like 28 or something, but heck. Heck, I'm sure not even sure that covers all the time. Okay, yeah, yeah I think we did. Okay. Um, this episode, what we're going to do is do this first segment together. Then um, you've sent me a couple of recordings for your player countdown. Actually, mm-hmm. Jimmy, this is the truth. Um, uh, shout out to you, I think, because you're the one that invented this whole countdown mess. Um, we got a message, and I'm pulling it up right now, from Ike at... Um, hmm. Rara Capone, R-A-R-A Capone. And he actually said, um, when are you getting, when are we getting back to the players on the roster spotlight? And I said, man, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you're listening. Like the input, we're going to get back to it ASAP. And by ASAP, I mean, two damn day. How about that? Cause you know, you some asked- of the bigger websites, BOL does this now. And I'm not saying that they, co- I'm not saying, that, oh, they copied, but Oh, they but, definitely you know, we, we were doing this on Crimson Country Club for years before the other, you know, bigger, more public uh, websites caught up to us. But, uh, yeah, this was kind of our idea. All right. So really quickly here for this first segment to wrap this first segment up. And now I've lost my place because um, I was trying to do two things at once. But, OK, speaking of Crimson Country Club, there was a post on Crimson Country Club by Bama 22. And he said he got sent a post or a text from a friend of his or an article or some shit. I don't know. It doesn't matter. And here are some, um, some of Nick Saban's numbers. Now you all know the, the standard numbers and whatever, but some of these were kind of new to me and pretty cool. And I'm just going to read these off and then get your quick thoughts. And then we'll go to your countdown. Saban and Alabama football have won 105 straight games over unranked teams. The next longest streaks of 72 such wins were set by Miami and Florida and are not current. The last time Alabama lost to an unranked team was November 7th, 2007, which everybody knows about, and the winner was Louisiana Monroe. If the Crimson Tide opens the 2021 season with a win over Miami, Nick Saban will hold the top career winning percentage for a college coach at a single program minimum 10 seasons. Currently, Saban is at 88.08%, and Newt Rotney was at 88.11%. A tied win over the Canes would take Saban to 88.4. In Saban's college head coaching career, he has 90 wins over top 25 teams. Number two is Joe Paterno with 86, who coached until he was 912. 
followed by Bobby Bowden with 82, who coached till he was 913 just to piss Joe Paterno off, and Bear Bryant with 66. Nick Saban at Alabama, going back to 2007, is 33 and 12 against top 10 teams or 73.3% winning percentage and 18 and 5, 80, excuse me, 78.2% since the start of the college football playoff. Against top five teams, Saban is number one in wins with 27 and number one in winning percentage at 64.2. In career games against number one teams, Saban is seven and three. The next four coaches for career wins against number one have four wins each. They are either retired or no longer living. No list would be complete without including Nick Saban's resume of seven national championships. That's some unbelievable shit I just laid on you. It, it is. It is totally. I mean, it. It's like cartoon. It's like cartoons. Like that can't be real. But yeah, we watched it all happen. And I think you know those wins against top twenty-five and top five. I think what everybody needs to to to, to understand is. Go back to 2008 all the way through 2021, and you're going to find that since 2008, no one has scored more points than Alabama. No one has given up fewer points than Alabama. And Alabama has done that while playing the hardest schedule in the country. In terms of if you add up everyone who's Alabama's played since 2008, and the reason it's the hardest schedule, and people say, Alabama doesn't play the hardest schedule every year, Jimmy Stein, that's just bullshit. Uh, well, factor in the, the, the strength of schedule thing sort of ends at the end of the regular season. Factor in that in the postseason, Alabama's playing the SEC East champ and one or two top four teams. So if you make the playoff, you make the postseason in modern times, you're playing a crazy tough schedule because you're adding as many as three top five teams at the end. So since 2008, most points, giving up fewest points, all while playing the toughest schedule imaginable. That's, it, it sounds made up like it's a cartoon, like, oh, that can't be real. Oh, we've watched it happen. Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is where you want to go to put that bet in. <clears throat> I'm telling you, it's the place to be. And use promo code Locked On. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. You can't beat that with a stick. Nick Saban couldn't even beat that. 50% welcome bonus, that's 50% free money. Put in 100, you get 150 to play with at betonline.ag. You can bet on the Major League Baseballs. You can bet on the national basketball associations you can bet on college football futures you can bet on reality tv you can bet on poker you can play poker that's what's fun playing poker and they got omaha high low omaha high they've got a stud and and no limit all that stuff check them out betonline.ag you've heard about them they're blowing up they're huge it's even Easy to pay in, even easier to get paid at betonline.ag. If you use that promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Also, I want to tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com. Oh, my goodness, Jimmy. Yesterday, I was at Lifetime Fitness. I played basketball. I played eight basketball games yesterday. And by the way, um, I played against, uh, shoot, I'll, I'll have to tell you in a minute his name because I got to look it up again. You but are uh, he's killer he's, shape. 
This keto diet is paying off for you. <laughs> this keto diet is paying off. And it's all because of Built Bar. And But my point was, I went to Lifetime Fitness and I went to go get to, I, um, I went to go get just like a light dinner, uh, like a shake and, and, you know, something to snack on. Lo and behold, they had a Built Bar in there. That, so I was like, yeah, I'm getting a Built Bar. So I got me a Built Bar. They're selling them at, um, at the Lifetime Fitness snack bar thing. So it was pretty cool. Um, but I got a Built Bar. It was delicious, covered in chocolate. This was the salted caramel. Oh, God, it was so good. Oh, BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T. B-A-R.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off that order. LOCKED15, 15% off that order at BuiltBar.com. All right, Jimmy, I, I'm going to call an audible. We're actually going to do one more segment together, and then I'll, I'll, uh, then I'll let you begin your countdown in this last segment because I just have to do a quick rant. First of all, I told you I played basketball last night, and I, I actually played two nights ago too, um, I'm trying to get back in a little bit of shape, but it's it's incredible how much basketball talent I've lost in the last three years. I mean, having a baby, then COVID, and nobody can play basketball. And man, I'm telling you, Jimmy, I'm I'm, I'm now I am the oldest one out there, but I used to not be bad. I mean, I wasn't a superstar, but I wasn't. I was pretty good. I boy, I am sucking ass. I mean, horrible ass. Kato so you're like 2016 Alabama, not 2021 Alabama. Yeah. Oh no, I'm more like I'm more like 2004 Alabama. Um, I'm 1997 Alabama. But I, I will say that you know, again, I'm the oldest one out there, so I'm I'm patting myself on the back because my team did keep winning. No thanks to me, but they did keep winning. But one of the guys I played against the other night was a kid named Wynn Miller who is going to be an upcoming junior at Vestavia High School. Um, he's a player. I'm telling you right now, yeah, he's a player. I, I've heard of this kid. Yeah, he's I've a heard player. of this kid. He he had two nice dunks as a, you know, a junior to be, or I guess he's not graduated yet, so a sophomore still. Um, he's not a huge kid. He's obviously got some room to grow, but uh, got a nice shot, nice ball handling ability. Um, like him a lot. And Alabama has offered, so um, I'm looking forward to that. And then yesterday when I went in there, uh, Will Shaver from Oak Mountain was in there practicing and um, just, you know, getting his, some uh, shots. His in. stock's going up. He's getting some impressive offers. Did I read that North Carolina has offered him? North Carolina has offered him. That's right. So, And he's nice. a big dude. I mean, I'm I'm 6'5". He's taller than me, clearly. Uh, he's broader than I am. I got broad shoulders, but he's, he's clearly broader than me. Uh, he's he's – uh, I wouldn't say a leaper, but he obviously has some strength around the back. He's a four. He's a four. I think he's going to definitely be a four. Yeah. Um, but it, like an old school four, you know. Now they were practicing. He and another dude that I think it's pretty is cool. Also many and many women have called me a four. <laughs> Out of twenty two is the problem. Um, <laughs> but really quickly, Jimmy, I, I didn't want to get off on that, but I thought it was kind of cool because I love seeing. Um, Birmingham area players get to play up close and personal and realizing how good they are. Win Miller is going to be a thing. And um, I think Will Shaver will be a thing. And I hope they both end up at Alabama. Now we talked about uh, John David Phillips and Reagan Croyle's son, Sam. No, but he's good. And I do want to do that, but I got to tell you something else first. Yesterday, there's a show here um, out of Auburn called sports call. 
that I, I listen to all the time. There's a buddy of mine named JJ Jackson who actually does Locked On Blue Devils now. He's from North Carolina, but went to Auburn, so he's handling the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, and I think that's cool for him. Young dude, um, a lot like William Galloway. People know who William Galloway is, but just a little bit older than him now, and um, but an Auburn version of him. Well, they have a caller that calls in from Mobile, and he's sort of an older, cantankerous dude that loves to bitch about Saban and Alabama and the cheating and the cheating. this, that, and the other. The Dodge and, Chargers. And, and everything sucks, and uh, playoff expansion's unfair. And, Nick Sa- and yesterday he just called in and said, Nick Saban's ruined college football. And But now, before that, um, he had started off with talking about how excited he was that Auburn got a commitment and a transfer from uh, the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt. guy and, and how excited he is about Brian Harson and yada, yada, yada. So I, I, the, the sport, JJ texted me and said, look, you got to call in to refute this. So I called in the show and I said, you know, it's so funny to me. If Nick Saban's ruining college football, first of all, you guys talk college football all the time. This is what this show's about. You talk about it five days a week, every week. Now, you will sneak in some baseball talk. You will sneak in some Auburn basketball when Auburn is going to the Final Four or if they're doing really poorly or something. But for the most part, your lead story every time is something football-related. So, And then I said, and even the guy that just called and said Nick Saban's ruining college football called in with his excitement in May about a transfer from Vanderbilt for football. So I found that to be kind of ironic. And I also said, you know, he said it wasn't fair like Alabama backed into the playoffs in 2017. And I said, you know, here's the thing about that. If you want to talk about what was be kind of unfair, I think it was kind of it, – it would have been a little bit more unfair to me if Auburn had gotten in the playoffs that year, if they had won the SEC title game against Georgia, because they were they already had two losses. And so they got, they got to go to the SEC title game, and they got a redemption game. Now they blew it, and that's nobody's fault but Auburn's. But they blew it. If they had won that game, they were in 100% in the playoffs. The first team ever with two losses, too. The first team ever to get in with two losses, and they would have been in with their two losses, but they lost. Correct. And so I don't think it's Nick Saban ruining college football. I think it's Nick Saban knows exactly what it – he never lets up. And and that's that's what I said was, look, guys, when Nick Saban leaves – Alabama's going to come back to earth. Now, will they fall all the way back to the ground? I doubt it. I mean, Alabama's still Alabama. But we're not going to be Nick Saban-esque. This will never happen again. So don't change all the rules because the the best coach that's ever lived is in this era. Let's wait for him to retire. And if things don't get better then, okay, I'm with you. But this whole thing about we've got to have more parity and inclusion – Hey, how has parity and inclusion worked out for the NBA? They have had the worst ratings they've just about ever had this year, and they expanded their playoffs to have these play-in games, which are so dumbass, and they, they've, they've got them, and nobody's watching any of it. Now, part, part of that could be blamed on the political nature uh, uh, or stances some of the NBA players have taken, whatever it might be. But my point is they've done their best to try and um, – make it where there's more playoff teams and nobody's watching. It just doesn't matter. So I I think college football has it right. I'll say it again. And I damn sure don't think Nick Saban is ruining college football. Now, I know you want to respond, but I better stop because I want to have enough time for you to do your um, countdown. And I've got to put this in. You've already sent it and recorded it to me. And then I want you to send me 
one more and I can do a it. bonus episode for everybody. You got it. I will do one more. Uh, and until then, uh, Kaleidoscope Media, go check them out. KAL-media.com. KAL-media.com. Look, Michael and Cassie Moore, the best husband-wife team, dare I say, in the country. Dare I say in the country? I think they are. Michael and Cassie Moore down there in Baldwin County. He is a decorated veteran, two tours in Iraq, got into industrial design after the military. His wife, brilliant, beautiful, smart, talented, and she is helping him or he is helping her or they're helping each other come up with this business called Cloudoscope Media that wants to help you with your 3D modeling, with your home remodel, with your kitchen remodel, with your new home design, whatever it is, they can help you. Kaleidoscopemedia.com. Go check them out. KAL-media.com. KAL-media.com. They're two great people down there in Baldwin County. They know what they're doing. Michael and Cassie Moore, Kaleidoscope Media. Back to the roster player countdown as we edge closer to football season. As I record this, we're actually 77 days from the start of fall camp. So we have a lot of players to catch up on. We're going to knock out a few today and appreciate you listening to the Locked on Bama podcast. Today, let's talk about number 94, DJ Dale. DJ will be likely in his third season starting at Nose Guard. He started as a true freshman, which at the time, two, two years ago, was really amazing because that was just something no one projected all spring, all summer long in the lead up to the season. I, I don't know that anybody out there had DJ Dale as an immediate freshman starter, but he impressed the heck out of the coaches in fall camp. He had really good quickness and power. And uh, I remember in the opener of that season, I think it was against Duke, he was really impressive, played great. And then the bad luck started, and it started with injuring really both of his knees. He pl- he tried to play through it. So we saw throughout most of his freshman season, DJ playing on a couple of bad wheels. He had surgery on both knees when the season was over. And I felt last year in his sophomore season, he returned as the starter and he played quite a bit and he was okay. But to my eye, he had never regained the quickness he had initially uh, early in his true freshman season. I, I think he just hadn't gotten over the surgery. To me, he just hadn't gotten over the surgeries. He probably felt fine, and it's not like he was hobbling around out there, but he just didn't look like the, the same kid that he was in that Duke game as true freshman year. So the good news is, there's always good news, it's Alabama football. The good news is this spring, saw DJ a couple of times, I, I, I thought he looked much better. I, I, I think a lot of that quickness is back. He looked like he was playing with a lot of confidence. I think we're about to see DJ Dale's best season. Further good news is we're so deep on the defensive line. He doesn't have to play 70 snaps. He doesn't have to play 50 snaps. That'll only help his knee situation by limiting his snap, sharing his position with other talented players like Tim Smith. Uh, I, I think DJ Dale is going to be a part of the best defensive line in the SEC. Uh, I, I don't necessarily think we'll see an all-SEC season out of DJ, but he will make a solid contribution to, again, what I expect to be the best defensive line in the SEC. So thanks for listening. And Jamarian Latham, number 93, is next.